This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. They are hungry. Uh, they're motivated. Um, this is a group that, quite honestly, they're not looking at the path. They, they really do have their eye on what's possible moving forward. And they've done a really good job and invested a lot of time and energy in making sure that next year looks different. Um, the uh, conversations that are taking place uh, from a culture standpoint and expectations has been a lot of fun to be a part of. Um, it's real. I think it's sustainable. Um, so, yeah, I've been highly encouraged by, by the offseason. Oh, when you talked to Sonny today, you talked about some of his conversations as well in the offseason sure. and some of the, the support structures for pitchers that he asked about that he was told to develop here. Can you sort of speak to how that's changed over the winter and maybe what play, what, what role that Dean and DC and those guys are going to have? Yeah, they're going to have important roles, and uh, those are positions that we were eyeing towards the end of the year. If you think back to, um, I think Derek um, mentioned it, during the year when we brought Dean with us on the road and, and he was with us for an extended period of time towards the end of the year. It was a good time to be around him and understand how he thinks and the value that he would bring to a club at the big league level and uh, just understanding more of his skill set. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that he's joining us. DC uh, on the tech side, same thing. This is a guy that uh, just finds solutions for things and uh, the, the combination of those two guys are going to be um, Important not only for the pitching side with Dean, but um, I mean, you're using so many different technologies on the hitting side, pitching side, and having someone like DC and his experience is important as well. Palante was saying he had Dean, in, I guess, in the fall league, and then he had him throughout the system as well. And one of the things he mentioned was that he was really good at like live react, watch react, get to you immediately during the game. Is that an area where you all felt like last year, whether it was your staffing or whatever else, that that was a place where you wanted to focus some of that build up this year? Well, the reality is you have so much more information available to you. You have a lot more ways to advance the opposition. You have a lot more technology to help make adjustments when it comes to mechanics on the pitching side, on the hitting side. So increasing the number of staff only makes sense. Um, you only have so many hours in the day, and you want to make sure that certain positions are really intentional about being relational with the player being available to the player so the more that you're head down and some of the tech stuff and, and the numbers and advancing the less one-on-one um, -on -one time you have with players so increasing the staff allows for us to do both. Holly, was there a lot of player feedback in that regard in just terms of maybe the staff being spread a little thin last year because they've been pretty candid about how a lot of us enjoy working with the staff just maybe it's not enough of that last year. That's a good way to put it. Um, they, they enjoy it, but there wasn't enough of us to go around. But um, it's something, prior to the feedback, it's something that we were looking at. Um, just good conversations with Mo and our staff and understanding, hey, here's what we think is needed, um, and then identifying those that we felt like um, could do the job. Well, another pitching or another staff change, excuse me, was bench coach. What kind of way did you think of the search and the identification of things? 
I love Daniel Descalzo, everything he brings to the table, um, from his personality to his accountability uh, to his experience in the game. Uh, he's a winner. Uh, he does a really good job of being direct with players, um, but he does it in a way where he's just continuously earning their trust. Um, so this is a guy that, man, I've had a lot of respect for. We uh, came through the organization and the minor leagues together, so we, we, we have a relationship, and I've, I've wanted him here for, for a couple of years, so it's good to, to bring him in. So and, you um, kind of had your eye on him before? I did. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to having Daniel be a part of the staff. He's going to have a huge impact. Not only, I mean, the relationships with our young guys, he's super relatable, but he has a good relationship with our veteran group, with uh, our catcher, with Wilson, with uh, Nolan, with Goldie. So I think it's the perfect fit and the right time. Ollie, when you look at the hires that you've made or tried to make with that position, whether it's Holiday, Descalso, Skip, yeah. They're all guys that are seen as rising managerial candidates. Yeah. What is it that you view with that position that you're trying to get out of it? I think, for me, that position, I, I want to hire somebody that can replace me. You want to surround yourself with people that um, that can challenge you, that could, I mean, if you think about those those names, those are guys that can manage, and Scalzo is going to manage at some point. Um, so I, I'm, I'm constantly looking at that position as one that, man, that they have the qualities to, to be a manager. And um, Skip's done a nice job. I think Matt, um, at some point, will jump in and do a really good job. And uh, Scalzo is no different. Ollie, that, that phrasing you used, I wonder for you, what is it that allows you to be comfortable, you know, having somebody, like you said, who you feel like could replace you and not worrying about the, the possibility of that. <laughs> Just um, you phrase it that way. No, that's, that's fine. It's a high-stake environment. If you're insecure, then the seat's not for you. Um, it's just as simple as that. Um, you want the best people around you at all times, and um, that means you're hiring people that can also one day do your job. I think that's the best way to do it. So um, this isn't a matter of kind of skating around, man, maybe one day, I, that, that doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. Um, I want the best people in that clubhouse, in that dugout, uh, on our staff, and I'll continue to do that. Much has yeah. been made uh, in here the last couple of days about these new pitchers and then bringing leadership into that clubhouse. Can you can you speak to that, and uh, not even from a on-the-mound standpoint, but just these guys in the clubhouse and, and maybe what that what, what they're doing that wasn't going on as much last year? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, every move that has been made has been with, with a with a purpose. Um, these guys are going to add to the win column, no doubt about that. That's why they're here, but they're also going to do a really good job of speaking life into that clubhouse. and. When, when you look at Sonny Gray, this guy, I mean, can't say it enough, he's just a competitor. He, I mean, he wakes up and he wants to kill. I, I love the way he thinks about the game. He's a student of the game, but he he loves bringing people alongside with him. And uh, Lance Lynn and Gibson are no different. Um, these are guys that are hungry to win, but also love and know what it takes to bring a club together. And, and when you talk about a sustainable 
culture. That's that's extremely important. Um, so conversations with those guys this off season have been tremendous. I mean, I I couldn't be happier with how that's gone, both on the the pitching side, the position player side. Um, there's a lot of time invested in making sure that we get this right. Um, and at, at bottom line is this. Um, can you create a culture where we truly trust each other in that clubhouse? Um, you do that and you'll be fine. And these guys have invested a decent amount of time to make sure that happens. Well, Moose and talking to Lance Lynn that he's motivated by what happened last season. Yeah. He shouldn't be giving up 44 home runs. And he thinks there's things called for help. Your coaching staff can help him. What, what have you learned about him and talks with Lance? That uh, it's great when you you have a veteran that's constantly looking to get better. Um, yes, I do think the ballpark will help, but he's not relying on just the ballpark to help him not give up homers. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy that uh, has identified a couple things um, that will help, and um, we won't get into exactly what those are, but he's working hard to make sure that last year's behind him mm-hmm. and uh, he bounces back. Highly I'll motivated. I'm going to go back to I mean, I had numerous conversations with Yadi at all times of the day um, over the last couple months leading into him um, accepting the position to, to join us. And uh, at the end of the day, I wanted him around as much as possible. Uh, I have a good relationship with Yadi. I respect him a ton. We worked well together. And, um, yeah, we went back and forth. My hope was to have him in our dugout often. Um, time is not right for that just yet. So, uh, but having any bit of Yadi is, uh, is definitely a good thing. Do you see him doing plenty hands here for that's our hope. Yeah, our, our hope is that, um, and there's already conversations with, with him and Wilson, but um, that he continues to, to pour into Herrera and, and our younger catchers that aren't here yet. Um, he's passionate about that, but he's also passionate about learning what it looks like to be on this side of it. Um, he's managed a couple different teams in, in Puerto Rico and, and in the winter, but um, He's hungry to understand the ins and outs uh, of what it looks like uh, to be a, a coach at the big league level. Um, his mind for the game is incredible, and that's, that's a given. We know that. We, we saw it for a couple decades here. Um, but he's still hungry to understand what this looks like. So he's going to be around, um, and my hope is more than more often than not. I'm curious when it comes to the, the new group of starting pitchers that we talked about and how innings is such a priority. Yeah. Those guys that fill innings, take the ball, they have those characteristics and qualities. Do you feel that with this group of starters that you have, maybe compared to last year, it will provide or cause some a shift for you in terms of the way you view pulling a starter and, and when you would look to do that and in terms of the guys that you have, their value could be going 6-7 and maybe working through some stuff? But, that, that yeah, that's our hope. Been? That's our hope, is that there's less innings out of the pen. Um, pull a pitcher when you no longer think they can do the job. Um, but these are guys that have been tested. 
that understand the ins and outs of competing at this level. They're not wide-eyed. They, they've been around. They've uh, they've had success. They've also taken their beatings, and they they don't ride the emotional roller coaster that a rookie would ride. Um, so you, that that earns trust. Um, so I look forward to that, no doubt. We'll talk about leadership in the clubhouse. One of the names that's come up a lot this weekend is Brendan Donovan. Can you speak to like what his leadership role is on this club? It's not so much leadership role as as much as guys being invested, having skin in the game, and caring. And um, it's not a hey, these are my three leaders on the position player side. Here are my three leaders. It's uh, getting that amount of buy-in from everybody. Do you really care about the St. Louis Cardinals and this team, or, or do you care about yourself? And um, I think it's pretty obvious when you see Donovan sit up here and you have a five-minute conversation with him what he cares about. He cares about winning. I mean, this guy is a Cardinal. Um, every conversation, and I've had plenty of them this offseason with Donovan, revolves around how we get guys to buy into one common vision and one common language and that's trusting each other. And uh, he's uh, invested well in himself to grow in those areas, but he's also challenging others to do the same. And the more guys you have doing that, um, talent aside, that's, uh, that's what you want. Big picture-wise, is that kind of what this season is about for you? Is not so much stats and getting this rotation to work, but, but more of getting everybody to be team first? That's it. If I can narrow it down to one thing, you get those guys to truly trust it, trust each other, and uh, everything else falls into place. So yes. Is spring training going to look different for you this year in terms of maybe trying to do some things different? Last year was weird, World Baseball Classic. Uh, are you changing some things in spring training that, um, that you had, wouldn't have done before to try to get some results you want to see? Quite honestly, it's just it'll be nice to just have the entire team there the whole time, right? Um, I, I look back at our spring training in 2022, and I was very, very happy with it. Last year, it was difficult to gain any momentum, it, even when you're covering fundamentals, right? You, you don't have your your infield, and you're covering butt plays and first and thirds and rundowns and all types of things, and <clears throat> um, you're doing it with the guys that aren't on your club. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. So just having everybody there together from day one allows for that to take place easier. Um, you're having meaningful meetings every day before the day starts, and your actual club that's coming to St. Louis is, is there to start to invest in those meetings and speak into them and, and take ownership over them. So, yeah, I look forward to that. Uh, from a change standpoint, not, not entirely. I mean... Our attention to detail is going to be going to be there. Um, our emphasis on doing the small things well, it's going to be there. Um, so, yeah. Oh, can, you, <coughs> can you think about Wilson and Yachty? Yeah. You talked about sort of having him there. Um, how do you feel like that 
dynamic will play out. I mean, I think part of the early rough patch for Wilson was the fact that he was replacing Yadi and everybody had been used to him for so long. How do you feel like now having Yadi around, that dynamic will play out for Tua? Yeah, there, there's a good relationship there. I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, there's, there's no ego. Uh, Wilson, at the end of the day, just wants to get better, and he wants to get better every day. And he sees Yadi as someone that could do that. Um, so there, there's not an ego here of I'm replacing him. And there's, it's simply this is a guy that did it well for a very long time, and there's a lot of things I can learn from him. So when he's around, I'm going to do exactly that. Do you, you think that he'll still still be able to sort of put his own sort of stamp on I guess that's more what I meant, like with Yadi still around. Too. Yes. His personality. He, I mean, he sat here in his initial press conference and said, I'm not trying to be Yadi. I'm going to be Wilson Contreras. And um, he just wants to be a better version of Wilson Contreras. So, yeah, I don't see that as an issue. Yeah. Going into your third year, obviously you've changed as a manager from the first time we talked on Zoom when you got hired to last offseason. How do you think those first two years molding you into a manager will be in year three? Oh man, you 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 learn a lot. Um, you have a positive season in 22. You have a season in 23 that wasn't so positive. It, it was a difficult year, and you learn a lot about yourself. Last year, and I said this last night at the the, the dinner, it, it it tested my character. It really did. It, it it makes you sit back and really think through what went well, what didn't, and what I would do different. And um, the reality is. I needed to be. I needed to be better. Last year wasn't good enough, and our staff needs to be better. Um, but that starts with me. So um, I've said it plenty. We're, we're looking ahead, but um, last year was unacceptable from uh, what it looked like standpoint. And uh, so you learn a lot from that. You, you really do. Ben asked about the spring training last year. If there was a word that was kicked around a lot, spring training was opportunity. We had spots in the bullpen for young guys to win, yeah. a spot in the rotation for a young guy to win. Right field was there for someone to win. As you said today, you could write out your line, all eight positions, DH. You could also write out your your rotation. Probably write out your bullpen. Yeah. What does that change about spring training? The idea of creating competition, the opportunities that some young guys have, and also maybe how you can maybe focus on the edges a little bit of a roster. Yes, um, I think that's an important part to the, the what Ben was saying when it comes to there. There is some certainty going into the season as to what guys' roles are going to look like. Competition is a good thing. I love competition. It, it drives you to be better. So there's still there's still going to be competition, but it's also nice for guys to know coming in where they stand and what this is going to look like because it allows you to focus on becoming a team and um, running in the same direction and focusing on some of the things that I was speaking to before. So I'm excited about that part of it. I really am. Um, Confident kid, which is, uh, you need it to play at this level. Um, I had an opportunity to kind of spend a little bit of time with him yesterday and meet his family and I look forward to seeing him on the field. I haven't been around him a ton during the previous springs, so uh, I hear a lot of good things about him. He's maturing as a hitter. His defense is unreal, and he could uh, obviously steal a base. So 
he's an exciting player. We have several of them coming up that are exciting players. I, I look forward to seeing him for sure. Hey, Ali, along the lines of stolen bases, can you describe uh, your philosophy kind of heading into this year? We, we saw the Diamondbacks, of course, maximize that stealing bases, and now with Mason on the team and the whole thing. Can you, I guess, yeah, can you describe how stolen bases can enhance your team and how you hope to utilize it? Yeah, prior to the rule changes, we were pretty aggressive in how we thought about stealing bases and taking every opportunity to do so. Um, that doesn't change. Um, we have some guys in Mason and, and Scott coming up that can do that at a high rate, but it doesn't change how we think about stealing bases. If there's an opportunity there, if there's a tell um, where we think the success rate is going to be high, then we've been pretty aggressive about about taking that. Um, so. Our our strategy there doesn't change one bit. Can I ask what impressed you about the Diamondbacks just in general about utilizing that at such a high level going to the World Series? Uh, they had guys that could do it. Yeah, that speed. So it makes it it, it helps a little bit. Yeah. Well, you guys didn't mess with your offense, your, your position players. You had a top ten offense last year, but how much do you go in saying there's more there with Newt, there's more there with Walker that's coming, win can be better. Uh, Gorman, if you can keep him healthy, he may be a 40 home run guy. Yeah. There's more there. And that's what you're counting on is another year of experience. Uh, Newt Barr understands himself even more now. Gorman understands his, himself and he's made adjustments. Um, you look at, you're going to have a, a healthy Donovan, um, a healthy Eddie. I mean, you look at that lineup and you, you can get excited about it because, yes, they were a top 10 offense, and I think they're going to be a top five offense. I mean, this is a group that is hungry, um, but you're you're layering in another year of them understanding what this league's all about. So that's how. Newt, oh, yeah. Newt said yesterday, he said, a motivated Nolan is a scary Nolan. What have your conversations been like? Yeah, he's, uh, he's motivated, and I'll keep this one short. I'm really looking forward to seeing him this year. Um, that's not a motivator for me. Um, I think if you look at it that way, then the hell were you doing previous two years if you're motivated now, you know? So I, I don't think of that um, in that sense, no. Um, for 18 years, I've woken up and wanted to make St. Louis Cardinals better, so this is no different. Uh, so much uh, focus on the, the pitching addition you guys have made, you know, the rotation. What's your confidence level with the guys that coming back, having bounce back performances? Miles, Steven, Max, like just they're penciled into your rotation. The yeah. The years they've had seems like their improvements going to be a big factor for you. When you talk about motivated, Miles is motivated. He he's not happy with what took place last year, uh, personally, and team wise, obviously, but. Um, there's some adjustments being made there um, with how he uses his stuff that I think could be helpful. Um, when Matt came back from the bullpen into the rotation, those were the strongest six weeks of his career. Uh, we were seeing a really good version of him, and I don't think it was uh, a fluke. This is something that I think we can see moving forward. So keeping him healthy is important, but I think we will see a better version of him. Ollie, with the way that you guys have described kind of your ideal defensive alignment with Tommy being in center and Mason at short, yeah. Mason obviously is a really key cog in being able to kind of take that next step to <coughs> allowing that to play out. What's your confidence in a guy at his age that kind of just got his feet wet, but that you guys are kind of basing your best version of yourself around 
it, it involves him. Yeah, and that's not added pressure. It's just the reality. This is a really good defender that can solidify the the shortstop position, which allows us to have, in my opinion, a, a gold glove center fielder. Um, and he's eyeing that as an opportunity to run with it. Um, what I love about him, and he doesn't scare, and, and that's a good trait to have. He embraces competition. He loves it. Um, so our hope is that he can come in and and take hold of it, because um, if he does, we're better in, in other areas as well. For the last two years, we've talked a lot about swinging this <coughs> stuff and what you can get out of the bullpen this offseason. It seems like you guys have added a lot of that to that specific area. What do those guys allow you to do that you've added when it comes to the flexibility within that bullpen heading into the season? Yeah, it does give you <coughs> the ability to, to mix and match a little bit. Um, there are some guys that, that we brought in that will miss more bats. That's important. Um, you're smiling because you know I love that. Um, uh, but yeah, when you look at Helsley and JoJo and you go down that list, um, not, now you do have some firepower in addition to what was brought in that, that allows you to look at that bullpen and, and shorten some games. So um, it'll be good to see them in person and, and see their stuff live. So I look forward to that. Kipridge specifically, I think Mo said yesterday yeah. or the other day that he's pitched in every inning Correct. years ago. Yeah. When you have a guy that's willing to accept all of those different roles, regardless of when he's inserted into the game, what does that do for a manager? That, that's helpful. Um, not being high maintenance and just being able to say, hey, pitch me the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, like just hand me the ball whenever you think um, it's my time to help, then that's, a, that's good to have. But, and he's been tested. He, he's thrown those high leverage innings, and he understands what that looks like, and he can handle the pressure of the, those situations, which is helpful. Um, but to not have an ego and just say, hand me the ball whenever needed, I love that. Ali, when you look at your pitching staff, specifically, like, bullpen and the rotation, rotation very seasoned, and a lot of them know what they do well and what they need to do to perform. The bullpen, is that maybe where the overlap of what Jeff was asking about, about the support staff that there's some pitchers out there, some guys you acquired, you coached up, who could, like, if they, what you see in their pitches or what you see in their usage, that, that there's an element there of... To double down on certain yeah. pitch, eliminate a pitch, being able to change the shape of something. No. Yeah, and, and that's the part that I meant with you want certain coaches readily available to do that and, and where that's their, their focus and their attention, and they can um, start to invest time to, to gain the trust so that when you say, hey, we need to do this or we need to eliminate this, that that there's a, a relationship there that they trust. Um, if you're head down in a computer all day, it's tough to, you miss certain opportunities and we want to make sure that we're not missing anything. So the extra staff allows for for that. Is that the game now in the bullpen? I'm like, is that like the modern <laughs> the baseball game in the bullpen is fine? This group find that pitch maximize find a way to maximize both. It used to be like a matchup game. Now it's almost like down to the ground level pitch game. Find the pitch. Yeah, but it also has to match your. Just use the word courage. Like yes, you you have to be able to. It's one thing to have a pitch. It's another thing when you're called upon to to use it in a big situation to be able to stomach it. And um, you're you're trying to develop both sides of it, um, the the technical, mechanical side of of performing well, and then the the mental 
and emotional side of, of being able to handle the big leagues. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that. So with more information, there's more staff um, to be able to do both of those well. I uh, think your conversations with Jordan Walker ramping up to the second full season and maybe the <coughs> My conversations with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those conversations started early on. Um, I called Jose Okendo and I asked, "Hey, can you be at the field often um, in <laughs> Jupiter?" And uh, he never shies away from that. He loves it. So his, his special project was Jordan's going to come down there for a while. He wants to make Jupiter um, where he spends a, a big part of his off season. And can you wear him out? Um, just go through the most detailed progression possible to make sure that uh, when we all report to spring and, and Willie gets a hold of him that that we're headed in the right direction and he committed to that. He was excited about it. Uh, Okenda was and Jordan was excited about it. Um, he's hungry to improve. He, he really is. So it's a great combination. I trust Cheo a ton. So um, I'm glad that worked out. All I do is back to the about Sure. Would it be fair to say that that's Correct. That's why I said every, every single person brought in was very strategic. There's a purpose behind all of them, and the puzzle pieces are, are coming together really well. So, yes, to answer your question. To, uh, to Derek and, and Liz, about your ability to sort of pencil things in right now. How excited are you to see Sonny Gray take on the challenge of the Dodgers on opening day at Dodger Stadium? You want the entire rotation day one, two, well, three, four, five? Yeah. Usually somebody asks. Usually wait till spring. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, no, usually commission be asking you right now. He would. <laughs> he would. That's why I liked him. <laughs> yeah. Ollie, we talked the other day with Alec Burleson and he mentioned how you guys. Did he tell you he lost weight and he's faster? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said it was because of conversations that he had with you guys. And he said that he appreciated that it was candid and that you guys told him specifically what he needed to work on. Yeah. You mentioned going into the offseason that there were going to be a lot of those candid conversations. From where you were at that point in the offseason to where you are today, how do you feel like progress has been? It's, it's been awesome. It's something we're we're proud about. <clears throat> I'll try to keep this short. At the end of the day, um, when you go on certain runs, 162 games is a long season, um, and you're going to have some ups. You're going to have some downs, and it's how well can you take the the downs, the the, the downside of of the season. You go on certain stretches that just quite simply suck. Um, and if you're in that clubhouse and you have a group that truly trusts each other, and what I mean, like, love the grind together, like they truly trust trust each other. They're not, hey, I hope this guy doesn't do well so I get my opportunity. No, they're in it for one reason and it has nothing to do with what's on their back. Like they truly trust coming together as a club, grinding through it. They know about each other. They know about each other's families. They, they're grinding in one direction. When you can do that, um, good things happen and you have a sustainable culture for a very long time so that's the aim um, that's all I care about right now you mentioned trust a number of times you're going to hear it a whole lot how do you build 
build that? Because it's easy to lose and hard to gain is what they say. Mm-hmm. How do you build that in the offseason? Um, it starts with being honest. Um, and that's both ways. That's not just having candid conversations and let you know what I think about you. You get the opportunity to do the same. And um, you guys have heard that word enough. Um, but that's how it starts is you sit down with guys and you say, here's, here's what I think is possible for you. Here's how I think you're going to get there. Um, and then you point out whatever they're doing that's either leading in that direction or not. And you start to build that, that relationship and, and them knowing that the reason I'm telling you this is because I think you can actually achieve it. Um, so let, let's, let's get there together. Um, but that's a that's a process. It's not one conversation. It's a daily thing that keeps guys on a track. And um, what they've been good about is is giving us permission as a staff to hold them accountable to those things. Some guys don't want to be held accountable. That doesn't fit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holly, these are principles that have always been important to you. But what has been kind of the process, or I guess the realization of maybe the way y'all want to hone in more on that? following last year, in the midst of last year, now moving toward what, what you want to be a better tomorrow? Yeah, and, and this is where I, I, I don't want to get into last year as much as I want to talk about. No, no, but it's a fair question. Um, I don't feel like that was our strong suit last year, and teams that are good have that, bottom line. Um, but it's on me to, to kind of develop that and grow that. So... It's it's on nobody else other than me when it comes to that being good or not being good. Last year wasn't good. That's on me. Yeah. We've debated the importance or overrated uh, definition of quality starts before. With what you guys experienced last season, with what you've added this off season, I mean, with what you want to do in the bullpen, doesn't that isn't a lot of this boil down to you got to get regular starts that get you to the bullpen in the way you want to use it most yes. often? Yes. Is that kind of like the most important? I don't. The stat can be debated, but isn't that the most? Whatever you want to call it, a, a quality start, maybe not by the definition, seems to be like it's going to be the kind of the most important thing to the season. And the guys we brought in have pride in doing that, so that was intentional as well. Um, if they do their jobs, we can go to the pen and use them the way they need to be used. Should lead to more success. Yeah. Good time for one more, and then i got to get Holly over to Ballpark Village. Any last question? Thanks, Brian. Holly, <laughs> you haven't really talked much about defense. It's good to have versatile guys, but it's also good to have a stable lineup. How do you that's right. weigh those two? <clears throat> um, that's actually well put. I, I, I like the flexibility of having the Donovan that can play anywhere and Eddie that can play anywhere. But it is nice for guys to show up every day and know exactly where they're going to play. And... Um, that doesn't mean that you can't give a guy a day off and throw Donnie over a third and mix guys around, but it is nice to be able to come in knowing I'm playing short. And I'll play short tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And when I need a day off, it's fine, but I'm the shortstop. Um, I'm going to play center field every day. So it, it, it is nice mentally for these guys to, to know and have some continuity in where they're going to be every day. So that's something that I'm also looking forward to.